Hey, this is Linda. Catch my show. It's all about kids and the kids and you. Bi-weekly on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Central Time starting May 21st. On this show, we will discuss issues that concern kids and adults because of things that may have happened to them when they were a kid. You can expect to hear from children and professionals discussing these common issues that they may face today. Our mission is to bring healing to children, families, and our community. Our goal is to save lives. This show will change your life. Catch my show bi-weekly on Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's all about kids and the kid in you. Kids and the kid that's in you. And our goal, as you heard, is to save lives. So our prayer is that the shows that we've already had, the previous shows, we hope and we pray that we have said something to help a parent, something to help a child to be in a better place. We pray that if someone was thinking about suicide because they felt so low, they felt so depressed, our prayer is that we said something to cause them to change their mind or either reach out to the suicide line. So before we introduce our, our guests, the first thing that we want to do is we want Miss Jean, my assistant, to go ahead and give out the number to the suicide line. Will you do that, Miss Jean? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, anybody that's out there that's struggling in their life right now that is feeling, you know, lost and lonely and just at the end of your rope, you're ready to just give up. Please, please do not do that. Please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. The number is 800-273-8255. One more time. 800-273-8255. So if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, if you feel like that you have no hope, nowhere to turn, call that number and there is someone at the end of that line that will encourage you, that will talk to you and listen to you because you are important. Amen. So we are very excited today to have our guests. <laughs> you know, the name of our show is It's All About Kids and the Kid That's in You. So today, we're going to be coming from a different perspective. We're going to be talking to a young man that went through some things to get where he is today. Today, he is very successful. He's, he's, he's working at the place where he actually got help from. And this young man, his name is Mr. Darian Hadley. Darian, welcome to the show. I cannot tell you how excited we are to have you on the sure. show. And I just want to say a little bit about him before he talks. I've just had the uh, uh, privilege of interacting with him over the phone and before the show. He is so positive, guys. Uh, everything is everything that comes out of his mouth is just uplifting, and then he has this uh, smile that uh, is positive as well. So, with no further ado, this is Mr. Darian Hadley. Mr. Hadley, say hello to the 
listening audience and tell them a little bit about yourself. For sure. Well, um, thank you again for allowing me to be on the show. My name is Darian Hadley. I'm blessed to be here. Just happy to uh, express some positivity. Anything that I can do, anything that I can say, just to uplift somebody else, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, we have been talking about how important it is to have a good, for a child, to have a good, solid foundation. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that that foundation actually comes from the parents because the parents, would you agree with that, Darian? I definitely agree with you. The parents are who the children see before they ever see anybody else, before they ever go to pre-K, before they ever go to school, they're looking at their parents. So parents, you are the example. And we, we, this show is based uh, biblically. We, we, come, we talk about this show from a, a perspective, uh, perspective biblically and clinically. And so the scripture that we've been talking about uh, has been Proverbs 6 and 22, where it says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so, Darian, what I want to do, what I want to ask you, I want to start from the very beginning. So, before you were introduced to Hope Form, and guys, you know, two weeks ago we had Mr. Mario Choice, and he was from Hope Farm. He actually works there, and so he came from the perspective of being an uh, employee or being someone that was training and teaching the kids. Now, Darian was one of those children that actually went through the training, so we're so excited to actually get into this and see how this went. So. Darian, when you first got introduced to Hope Form, mm-hmm. what were you doing and how did you find out about, about Hope Form? For sure. So I believe I started going to Hope Form uh, eighth grade. I was at McLean Middle School it's in Fort Worth, Texas. My younger brother, he was actually uh, put into Hope Form first, and he was referred to by a friend of his that he was he went to school with, come on Montessori, and they grew up together. His name was Jude Busby. Uh, he moved back to California, and uh, our mothers were friends as well. We lived in an apartment complex next to each other. So uh, I was just in middle school. Uh, I was always kind of like the shy kid, kind of always in my bubble, in my shell. Um, so that's I played soccer. I played a lot of sports. So that's something I was. Uh, that's a lot that I was really doing. Um, Can I ask you a question? For sure. You said that you mm-hmm. were in a bubble. Yeah. Were you in that bubble because you desired to be in that bubble, or because you had things that were going on in your mind that you didn't quite understand? Which one was it? Yeah, I'm gonna say option option B for sure. It's it's a lot that I was still learning about myself. At the time, I'm still. Every, I feel like everybody can still learn a lot about themselves, regardless what age you're in. But especially when you're developing and you're a child, it's just a lot of things you, you you're learning about yourself at that time. A lot of things you want to do, a lot of things you can't do due to certain circumstances that were out of my control. So let's mm-hmm. go deeper. Okay. The circumstances that mm-hmm. were out of your control. Can mm-hmm. you speak to that? Well, um, my mom. She was a single parent. She raised two boys by herself. So. Uh, McLean, it was kind of like, it was in a wealthier, wealthier area. My mom, um, 
moved us out of Eastwood. I don't know if you're familiar with the location. Very familiar. Yeah, she really moved us out when we were young because that's where she grew up at. She didn't really want us to have that same type of lifestyle. She was, she had to evolve herself around, and so she moved us out to that area. It was real uncomfortable at first because uh, before I went to McLean, I went to William James. Mm -hmm. So it was like a culture shock, sort of. So instead of being around like predominantly more African Americans, I was put around more, you know, Caucasian. Yes, yes. Okay. So it was a little different. Um, just seeing that some of the things that they had that I couldn't have, it made me feel like I was a little less inadequate. So it, it made it kind of hard, and I had to really, you know learn that you know everybody's life is not the same you don't pick your life you're just put in here so okay so mm -hmm. let's talk about that mm -hmm. so you were living in uh, a lower income neighborhood yes, and your mom she did what I did with my boys mm -hmm. we moved from Fort Worth where they were still in tennis shoes mm -hmm. they were killing people for jackets mm -hmm. and so we moved to Arlington and my mindset was the same as your mom's mindset mm -hmm. because I'm like okay I want to try to save my boys mm -hmm. I, I because right back then they were saying that if you if you 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 can get your kid past 16 mm -hmm. you've done good you're if you have a boy a young man and so your mother she moved you to a better place she moved mm -hmm. you to uh, a place where it was mostly Caucasian people yeah. were there their standard of living was mm -hmm. a little bit better or mm -hmm. better than what you were accustomed to and even though her goal was to get you to a better place mm -hmm. you looked and you saw oh my god mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that i don't have am mm -hmm. i right or am i wrong you're right and so mentally mm -hmm. how were you dealing with that um i think at the time um i had a, i had a lot of anger inside of me Okay. Uh, she even uh, put me into some anger management classes as well. Okay. Uh, I was a fairly uh, good child growing up. It didn't really start changing until I was like 13, 14 when I made the switch to the uh, middle school to high school. It was more of like a rebellious stage. Uh, I think the way I kind of just dealt with it was with through anger. I was just always upset. I didn't smile as much. I didn't really want to be bothered with anybody. Like I had my friends and stuff, but at home it was kind of just it was this real really shaky relationship with my mother wasn't really the best and she was just doing her best in hindsight i wish i could have changed some of the behavior that i like i showed sure. towards her for sure but that's i think that's how i dealt with it, it was through anger now the anger mm -hmm. that you said that you were feeling mm -hmm. where was that anger coming from what were, were you angry at you were not angry at your mom because she was doing the best thing mm -hmm. for you so why were you angry? Things just weren't going the way I wanted it to go. Like okay. that's I think that's just the, the foundation of that whole issue. Okay. Uh, just struggling to fit in there. You just yeah. didn't feel like you yeah. you were a fit. I was in a where fit anywhere were. really. I didn't I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. I didn't feel like I was like good I, enough yeah, for anything because yeah. I tried to play basketball in high school too. I was really I was good. But I, I did I did some things that I regret there too. Uh, I made the A team my freshman year, wow. yeah, and it was pretty cool. But I had that attitude and anger problem. So we played against North Crowley, and I think during we were losing. And then uh, at the time my mom had moved over there, so I had a lot of friends in that area. We were losing, and my friends were in the, in the section, and <laughs> he, he put me out the game for a long time, right. so he didn't put me back in. So I got mad. 
threw the jersey in the trash in the wow. in, during halftime. Wow. And then when we got back to the school, he was like, you will never play for this school again. And wow. He was not playing. Like, I would try out, like, sophomore, junior year. He would not I let you play. would not. And my, I tried to transfer. I tried to leave the school because the high school I went to was past school. Uh, and then I actually made the varsity. My sophomore year, I made the varsity team at Arlington Heights. I made I passed the trials at Southwest, but my mom would not let me transfer there. Mm. She would not. She said, no, you made that decision, so that's something you're going to have to live with now. And she did that mm -hmm. because in life, mm -hmm. yeah, when you make decisions, mm -hmm. you have to deal with what the consequences are. And I'm sure now mm -hmm. you realize that. For sure. So we know that Hope Farm is a place where mm -hmm. young men go mm -hmm. that's with uh, a mom mm -hmm. that's not married, that's single. Yeah. And so... Uh, the anger that you were having, did it have anything to do with the fact that your dad was not around? For sure. Um, I saw my dad like every blue moon. Right. Uh, he would just come up sporadically. It'd just be random. He'll call me during holidays on my birthday. Sometimes I would see him at my grandma's house. Uh, he always had some positive words to say to me. That's good. And he would always, like, one thing that just really bothered me, though, was he would say he would be somewhere for me. Mm -hmm. He would not be there. Like, when I was when I was playing basketball, he said he would come to the games. He never came to the games. Yes. When I played soccer, he came to, like, one game. And I played soccer more than I played basketball. I played there for, like, five years. And he never came to any of the games. And so that was yeah. part of the anger mm -hmm. that was inside of you, I'm sure. Never was there. Yeah. Well, you know what? I met a young man not too, well, it has been long. I don't know why I was going to say not too long. Long time ago. And this young man had the same story you had. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the best, mm -hmm. he said, on the team. Yeah. I mean, he said everybody else would be cheering him on, but his dad was not there. Mm -hmm. And the day that he talked to me, he actually teared up mm -hmm. because he said his dad never came to see him play. Mm -hmm. But God, mm -hmm. but hope form, <laughs> hope form <laughs> is what got you to yeah. be the wonderful yeah. young man that you are today. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it just seems like there's just light shining from you. <laughs> and I remember when I talked to Mr. Mario Choice yeah. on, last, on the last show, mm -hmm. and I was reading what it said at the bottom of his email. Mm -hmm. It says that we build mm -hmm. young men. Mm -hmm. I love that. For sure. Because when you are building something, mm -hmm. it's certain things that you have to do. You have to gather parts to build something. Exactly. And if you want whatever you're building to come out right, you have mm -hmm. to be strategic in what you're doing. Exactly. And I know that whole form mm -hmm. that they actually train, they're training you guys. Mm -hmm. And we gave the def definition of training on the last show, mm -hmm. which means that they are showing you the way. They're teaching you. For sure. And when you're training somebody, you do it, you do it over and over again. Mm -hmm. So your first day. Yeah. At Hope Farm, tell mm -hmm. us about that. When you first walked in and you looked around, what were you thinking? What was on your mind? Okay, so I went to both locations. There's a Como, the, the location that's closer to you and then the one on the south side. I started off at the south side location first. Like, they would pick me up from McLean, and then I would go there. And then I, I, the following year, they put me to Como with my brother. But it was it was it was strange. It was bizarre. I didn't like it at first because I was around people that I didn't know, other kids that I didn't know. I didn't feel like I was gonna be accepted. 
and it, it was just a lot because they made me introduce myself to everybody and at the time I, I just I hated getting on stages I hated talking to people and it, it was it was scary for me I was okay. that I was that child okay was, yeah. struggled with a little mm. low self-esteem definitely I, is what it sounds like very much very very much low self-esteem very much so and they here, there's this handsome man sitting <laughs> in front of us with low, that had low self-esteem uh, and just so know then what you know now yeah exactly. and you're so articulate i mean it's, it's wonderful <laughs> i mean it's wonderful you 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 can express yourself and i don't mean that in a negative way it's For not sure. a put down it's I just a, a gift because a lot Appreciate of you. young men that you talk to they mm -hmm. will not look you in your eyes mm -hmm. And we were taught to do that. Exactly, yeah. Uh, because when you go to get a job, mm -hmm. most of the time, if you are not looking that person right in the eye and you're looking down at the floor, you're exactly. not going to get the job. You're and I know you've been taught that. For sure. Because they feel like that you're not being upright mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you're being dishonest. Dishonest, yeah. And so um, getting back to your first day. Mm -hmm. So you were that young man that you hated getting in front of people. And believe mm -hmm. it or not, all three of us have something really? in common. Okay. You want to know what it is? What's up? I'm an introvert. I'm an you introvert. Are too. Yeah, I'm dead. And when I tell people that, they yeah. don't believe it. They yeah, they never believe it. Ever. <laughs> they don't believe it's something, it. It's a, it's a hole you have to climb out of mm -hmm. and overcome it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but because of the call that was on my life, mm -hmm. because I'm like, why don't you get somebody that wants mm -hmm. to do it? Like exactly. the show, this show. Uh, I'm like, uh, I'm an introvert, so why you want me on camera? Yeah. Now, I want you to do it because yeah. I know you love kids, and I know mm -hmm. you love people, and I know that you care. So he says, I want you to do it. For sure. And so here I said today, and it was the same thing in ministry. Mm -hmm. I'd go to the church, and I'd be sitting on the back row, and then after a while, after interacting, and maybe somehow, kind of way, I end up praying. Next thing you know, I'm on the front row. It's like, this is not what I planned, but this is about you today. <laughs> nah, it, I appreciate you telling me about that, though. <laughs> but we're all introverts. So Definitely. the first day, mm -hmm. you know, you, you went there. So how long mm -hmm. did it take you to get out of that feeling, feeling like that? What happened? What changed that? Really, they just, they got it out of me. Like, it, there was no way possible I, I, I could continue to be there without doing that. The other boys, they'll always talk to me. Like, I mean, because they kind of knew I was kind of introverted. They did not care at all. They, they'll be like, hey, what's up, bro? Come play. Da, 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 go do this. Come do this, this. And if I didn't want to talk or I'll try to sit by myself, they'll go sit over there by me. Uh -huh. Come meddle with me a little bit. Trying yeah. to get me out of my shell just to see who I am. Yeah. You know how boys are to each other. Like, yes. We're going to push each other's limits. I think they yeah. kind of wanted to see me mad just to see what, what ticks me off and stuff like that. But I knew it was out of love. We were all little boys growing up. And, how, and how old were you when you I went there? I believe I started at... Uh, 11, 11, 11, 10, 11, 12, one of those, one, one, two, one of those three. Yeah. So you were there during mm -hmm. the time that you were going through all your anger yeah, issues definitely. and everything. And that, when it started. That was where they were <laughs> mm -hmm. giving you the help you needed. Exactly. Right in perfect timing, really. And yes. I would imagine yeah. that your friend's mother mm -hmm. that introduced, that told mm -hmm. her about the program, mm -hmm. I would imagine that maybe your mom was talking to her, concerned about her son, and yeah. like, I don't, 
know what's going on with him and she suggested the program and mm -hmm. it was one of the best things that ever happened to you for sure and yeah her name was Shalette Busby shout out to her and Jude Busby her son I appreciate them for and yeah and you can shout out to your mom and your to my mom too for sure and your, <laughs> your, your brother and sister if yeah. you like my brother and sister y'all y'all know what's up <laughs> and then yeah. you have some young men that's watching you for sure for sure shout out to all you guys too if y'all watching you know, I love y'all. Can't wait to see y'all for the school year. We're going to get back to it. <laughs> and so I want to make sure that we bring out the fact that mm -hmm. he went through this program, guys. He went through Hope Form. He, 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 he went started there when he was 11 years yeah. old. Yeah. And now, guess what? He is actually working there. He is a mentor, and mm -hmm. he also is a videographer videographer there that's a hard yes, word to say videographer yes, he's a videographer there so god is so good Very how good. he just took your ashes and he turned them into mm -hmm. to, to gold and how it shows that mm -hmm. if you have a good foundation because that's mm -hmm. what hope form does hope form gives young men a good foundation mm -hmm. and the fact that they actually help young men that's mm -hmm. being raised by a single mother. They actually become that father figure mm -hmm. for the young men. What did that mean to you? For sure. Having uh, that my father mentors, figure. Yeah. It meant a lot because they, they showed me each and every day that they cared about me. Like they were always there. And, you know, I'm not I'm not their real son, but they treated me like I was. They'll take me places that I've never went before. Just. Just getting me out of my comfort zone, getting me out of my box, showing me that there's more to the world than, you know, being upset, being angry. There's things that can make you happy, other alternatives, other than feeling the way you feel at that moment. Find those other alternatives. That's right. what they gave me. Now, how, how do you deal now when, when you see a young man mm -hmm. that comes in like you? For sure. How do you approach him? How do you deal with them? Because you know what mm -hmm. they're going through. I do, I do. Firstly, I, I give them their space because that's one thing I always wanted when I was upset because you, you need time to process those feelings by yourself instead of having someone kind of pester you, pester you with like and their ideology. Fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly, because you're not trying to hear that right now. So I ready. give them their space, let them think it out, let them think uh, what's the best alternative for them, and then I'll come with my input. I feel like that's the best way to communicate the message that I want to get across to them. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what's so great about mm -hmm. They're you. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know what it took to get mm -hmm. you where you are. Exactly. And then when you tell them, mm -hmm. I was you. Mm -hmm. I went through this program and look at me today. Because, exactly. see, I know that there's young men that come in there and they, they are mm -hmm. depressed. And yeah. uh, they may have thought about suicide. Because mm -hmm. suicide rate for children right now is off the chain mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's 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 out of control do you feel like COVID has anything to do with that i feel like COVID has something to do with it because mm -hmm. what happened was is that a lot of places that children were able to go mm -hmm. to get out it mm -hmm. means so much to be able to get out i mm -hmm. tell my husband all the time i say you know if i ever get sick mm -hmm. make sure you take me outside for me just to go outside and be outside and see the sunshine yeah it changes it does doesn't it it changes my whole day that's crazy you said that because that's something i do frequently like i, I start my morning going outside 
hearing the birds chirp yes. with, with some coffee. Yes. And just chilling, reading a book, just doing that. That's something I've been learning to do, too. I, I like to read. As I've gotten older, I, there's a lot of the things that I've been doing that I'm, I thought I'd never be doing. I never <laughs> thought I'd be outside in the morning drinking coffee, reading a book. You couldn't have told me that when I was 11 or 12. I would have been like, bro. Where do you think no. that came from? Did they did they do they encourage that at Hope to read books? They did make us read a lot. Miss Moore, when she was there, she made us read books. We were assigned books. We had to read it, give a summary about it. Like we had to do things like that. That's so that's good. It, it was probably in me this whole time. It just came out more as I got older. It's, it's crazy how I'm saying that, but yeah. <laughs> well, do you know books can take you places yeah. that mm -hmm. you will never go? That's true. I remember my first book. Mm -hmm. It was called The Boxcar Children. Probably nobody's ever heard of it. I know what it. that is. You do? I know what that is. <laughs> I do know what that is. It sounds familiar. And I used to read it over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. And the part I remember most was by one of them eating Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part the most. Mm -hmm. But, so, you said something that's very important. For sure. Because we need to read more. Children need Definitely. to read more. Mm -hmm. Because right now, children, they sit in front of a tiny screen. Definitely. And they don't hardly get outside. You talked about that, yeah. how oh. you feel when you get outside. It just makes you feel like a whole different person. I don't know what it does, but I can mm -hmm. be in my office or I can be at home mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to that hour when I'm going to go to the park yes, and I'm going to walk. And I look around and I take a deep breath and it makes me feel 100% better. Mm -hmm. And sure. then to encourage young men to read to because read. when you read, you're mm -hmm. going to learn more. And the more you learn, the more valuable you're going to be. Exactly. And you'll be surprised the, the thing that you go to college for, the thing that you go to school for mm -hmm. might not be where you end up. Exactly. It may be something that you learn from actually reading. Am I you, right or wrong? You are 100 percent right. 100 percent right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree with you and so let's talk about you started in the program you had your first day when did your mother begin to see a change in you when do you think that was when she came up to you and she hugged you because I know y'all had that moment mm -hmm. and said you know what you, I'm so proud of you. You're really, really doing good. For sure. When was that? <laughs> it's a lot later than you think. It, it probably was around 17, that's, 18. That's honestly. okay. 17, 18 when I was going off to college. Yes. That's when she was like, wow, I see a change in you. Because that's when I was starting to smile a little more. I was just excited about the next stage in my life. Just being able to go to college was exciting to me because at first I didn't even think I was going to go to college, to be honest. I was what like, changed your mind? What changed that? Um, When I got accepted to my first university because there was a lot of them I was applying for and then the ones that I wanted to get into, I was unable to get into and or it was just not realistic for me to get into those. So it kind of put me off to the idea of college. I was like, if I can't go there, I'm just not going to go because that's what I want to do. But no. Um, and it's actually a show that inspired me too to, to go to college. And I'm pretty sure you're going to know the show, A Different World. Oh, yeah. I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. It really inspired me to go to college. Like, 
<laughs> and to go to HBCU for my first year. So for my first year of college, I went to Langston University. Yeah. I loved it immensely. And then I transferred to Sam Houston State University. But I still read both schools. Like, I'm, I'm a supporter of both schools now. Don't get it twisted. But, yeah, but um, that's what really got me to really wanting to go to college. And then uh, at first I was doing a lot of graphic design. There was a teacher I had there. Uh, Man, I forgot her name, but uh, she was the softball coach there. So we had a graphic design class, so I, I wanted to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So uh, as for me, I feel like I'm a creative. So just the fact that I could do these illustrations on the computer, sort of make animations, uh, mm -hmm. just re-edit, re-revise photos, edit it, make collages, all of that, that was interesting to me. So it made me realize that that's something I want to do, and I would want to learn more information about it. So... That's what one made me want to really go to college so I can, you know, learn a little more about that. So mm -hmm. when you first started at uh, Hope Forum, mm -hmm. did you have any idea about any thoughts of even wanting to go to college? No, not really. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, just, I, was just, yeah. I wasn't thinking about college at all. You're probably yeah. thinking, boy, I hate to go to school. Yeah, definitely. I and hate you don't see that possibility at that age yet you, mm -hmm. you know especially coming from where you did in the life you mm -hmm. know I'm sure that possibility wasn't even in your mind not at all that and that's exactly what I wanted to bring out mm -hmm. so after you mm -hmm. continued to mm -hmm. go to um, go to hope form mm -hmm. so let's say you started when you were 11 mm -hmm. and you when did you finish there I went through uh, the whole program so until I was 18. That's wow. Yeah, so they sure. they really become yeah. someone that is very key in your life. Very, very key. Yes. All the way to college. All they were the there way. For him. Because I believe yeah. that uh, Mario told me that mm -hmm. when you guys need them at the school, if you mm -hmm. get in trouble. Oh, we're there. We're up there. They're the ones that come to the school. Mm -hmm. So... You had your mom, mm -hmm. and you had hope for him. Mm -hmm. Your mother was trying to do everything that she could. Very much so. What was it about a male, mm -hmm. a man, mm -hmm. that made the change in, you know what, I need to do better? Was it anything about it being a male? Because there are statistics that show, mm -hmm. and there are negative statistics, mm -hmm. that when there's not a male, Mm -hmm. in the household raising the kids how mm -hmm. it affects the kids do you think that there was anything that stood out in you that okay now I have men that mm -hmm. are talking to me about this problem men mm -hmm. that are talking to me about that problem it's just the delivery I, I believe so um they they were very straightforward very okay. to the point they're not gonna sit and sit and let me, you know, say what I have to say to the point where it's just like it's too much. Like it's like, yo, you need to listen to me and do this, do this, do that. So I had to listen, like, and I'm listening to what they're saying. So I guess it kind of it made more sense, and I was kind of fright frightened too. <laughs> so I had to listen. So the discipline was a good. Thing. Yeah, I was kind of frightened a little. Well, yeah, you know, that's, that's how most parents. Yeah raise their kids uh -huh. is you got to have a little fear yeah, a because little if fear. you don't you're mm -hmm. not going to respect them and you're not going to exactly. listen yeah it is it's funny it's a fine line <laughs> it's a fine line for sure <laughs> it's funny that you brought that out because yeah. i have this here where it says do you think that discipline is an expression of love definitely definitely mm -hmm. like if 
all right, if I don't have a kid or anything, but if I were to let my kid just do whatever he wants and not discipline him, how do you think he's going to go into the world feeling like he can do whatever he wants? No, you're going to get disciplined and it's not going to be, oh, you're grounded. No, right. it's not going to be like that. You're just going to be like, no, you're going to jail and you're going to do this amount of time. That's yes. the discipline. So you got to discipline them so they'll know that, you know, it's, it's not like that in the real world, you know. So you confirm mm -hmm. what we talked about on the last show. Okay. And that is that there's a scripture in the Bible mm -hmm. said that spare the rod, mm -hmm. spoil the child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a child mm -hmm. left to itself mm -hmm. is it's not a good thing. It's not. It he embarrasses his mother mm -hmm. and his daddy. Mm -hmm. And so discipline and I this article, I want to talk about this article that I was mm -hmm. reading. It says, Do you think that discipline is an expression of love? And discipline should be viewed as an expression of caring by the parents and the child. Mm -hmm. Children need both kinds of love, the kind that gives, mm -hmm. the kind that encourages, forgives, the kind that demands accountability, mm -hmm. everything that you're saying, and administers punishment for disobedience. Mm -hmm. Parents should not be afraid to discipline their children. You just said it because if, mm -hmm. you, if the parents don't discipline them, then the world is going to discipline them. For sure. And the world is not going to be as kind as what the parents is going to be and you talked about mm -hmm. you know you 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 get in trouble mm -hmm. or you do something you can end up in jail or whatever Definitely. and you could end up in jail for the rest of your life wouldn't rest you agree with life. that mm -hmm. well I, you know when when you discipline your child you also have to explain to them why why, why you're doing what you're doing that's good Jane. and explaining to them mm -hmm. because that's something that i did and and i feel like it's a it's a strong necessity even if they disagree with you even mm -hmm. if they don't like what you're saying you explain to them why what your side of it is and why you're doing what you're doing for sure that's good yeah, you and 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 the other thing with, with you saying that you do have to explain why, and the other thing is that's very important mm -hmm. is that a lot of times children have mm -hmm. questions definitely mm -hmm. in their mind that they will not voice because they don't feel like they have liberty to. Mm hmm. Mm. That's. I'm glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. So one thing. I practice with my boys at Hope Forum is I always want them to feel heard. Yeah. Like, especially if they get in trouble, I, I'm going to hear why they decided to do what they did. Okay. What feelings they felt at that time, because that's important to hear. So you can kind of get a better understanding and feel and so you can know what to say and let them know that you can do this, this, this or that right. instead of doing this, you know. So I always want them to feel heard. I don't ever want them to feel like, oh, I can't come to Mr. Darian because he's not going to listen to me or he's going to get so mad to the point where he doesn't understand why I felt like that or why I did that. Because at, at, at that point, they're not going to come to me anymore. They're just going to do whatever they want. Right. And you are mm -hmm. one person that knows exactly mm -hmm. why. Exactly. Because you've been mm -hmm. through it. So, exactly. yeah, it, makes, it does make a lot of sense to... Mm -hmm. You know, to, to listen to what mm -hmm. someone has to say because mm -hmm. a lot of times uh, something foolish that they mm -hmm. do, there's something far deeper going on inside of them and somebody needs to get to the root of that and help get get them back on track. Exactly. They're, they're little people trying to figure it out. Yeah. That's how I look at them. Like they, 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 I tell them all the time, y'all are, are young men. Y'all are trying to figure it out. You're going to make mistakes along the way. Don't beat yourself over it. Just learn from it. I don't think you can ever just make 
the the worst mistake ever to the point where it's like, oh, I just messed up everything, especially at that age. But that, I, I can see at that age when you do something that seems so like just detrimental, but it's not. You're so young to the point where it's it's okay. I'd rather you do that now. And they're you know? surrounded mm-hmm. by a world of wrongdoing mm-hmm. and Thanks. people just not living right. So not right it, at all. It's, you've got that uh-huh. much more work to do to yeah. get them on the right path. For sure. You know, um, when I sit here and I mm-hmm. look at you, mm-hmm. I can picture the child that you probably were. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And then where you are now. Yeah. It's amazing what God can do. No, definitely. Because I was a in, piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Mario's, when he sent me that email, yeah. he also had at the bottom about that the program that mm-hmm. you guys offer, mm-hmm. that it's a leadership program guiding at-risk boys mm-hmm. to become Christ-centered men of integrity. Mm-hmm. So, with that statement being made, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you guys are being taught uh, biblical principles Most there. Most definitely. Most okay. Definitely. And so, how did that help you, being taught biblical principles? It helped me a lot um, because one thing I realized about the Bible is it just repeats itself. Like, the life that we're living is all in there. The things that they were going Amen. through. It's going. Think people are going through those same things right now. So right. just seeing it from that perspective, it, it helped me to understand a lot, a lot better. So I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, I've always called it the book of life. It is. Right. This is exactly what it it's is. It's the book of life. It tells you how to live and how to mm-hmm. live right and what you need to do to mm-hmm. stay on the right track. Most definitely. And so, we talked about on the last show, mm-hmm. God created man, mm-hmm. and then he took the woman mm-hmm. out of the rib of the man mm-hmm. and then they became husband and wife mm-hmm. and then they had children mm-hmm. and he told well he told them to be fruitful and to multiply mm-hmm. those children and that, this is the point that I want to get across to the listening audience mm-hmm. those children are gifts to the parents and the children uh, the parents are the first thing that the children see mm-hmm. but what I love about your mother is that she saw that you needed more mm-hmm. and she had a friend that has to be a real friend very much so that was that she talked to or either she saw herself and said hey look you know and that's what we need to do we need to be more caring about each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm and if I know something that can help your child, mm-hmm. then I'm going to share it with you mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so your mother saw that she needed some help mm-hmm. and she reached out, uh, well, the, her and a friend talked mm-hmm. and you ended up at Hope Farm mm-hmm. and then look at you today, <laughs> at the young man that you are. Yes, ma'am. And so in talking about the foundation, what mm-hmm. your mother did is that she reached out to Hope Farm. She didn't have the complete foundation that she felt like that you needed at the time, mm-hmm. but she reached out to Hope Farm, and Hope Farm helped to complete that foundation for your mother. Yes. And so now, it 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 made you to be the whole person that you are today. Yes, ma'am. And then what you're doing is you're turning around, and mm-hmm. what was put in you 
Now you're putting those same things mm -hmm. back into those young men. Yes, and if we can change mm -hmm. young men, change young women, change people one person at a time, because mm -hmm. right now we have so much negativity in our world. Definitely. And Hope Farm, and I don't mean to keep saying their name, but no, I cool, am. Cool. But Hope Farm, <laughs> they are actually doing that. Mm -hmm. And then we also had uh, Mind Above Matter. They were here as well, mm -hmm. and they're also helping. And so all of this that we're talking to you about has everything to do with mental illness, mm -hmm. uh, having someone to have a firm foundation not that anything was wrong with you mentally mm -hmm. or anything like that mm -hmm. but when you want children to have a healthy mental picture mm -hmm. they you want them to be healthy mentally mm -hmm. then they need a good mm -hmm. foundation in order to do that because exactly. if their foundation is messed up then a lot of times they're not thinking straight. They're not, yeah. Because you'll talk to kids and they, they, they're depressed. Mm -hmm. And you might be dealing with some of that with some of your kids now. Yes, yes. You are? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about that? Um, you don't have to call any names. Yeah, well, one of the kids, uh, some of them that came in with these extreme circumstances, some, in some cases I didn't even know exactly what to say for them. All I knew was I needed to be present and there for them at the time. They were dealing with losses at such an age that I couldn't even imagine, like, brothers passing, mothers passing. Yeah. So just being there, like, I it, it broke me down and made me cry because that's something that I, I could never even really have the words to say to them. All, right. I, all I could do was just sit there and hug and love on them. That's so, wonderful. like, because I couldn't imagine losing a brother or a mother at that young of an age six seven right and just not knowing what to do with those emotions so it made me feel strongly about that like and then uh just them going through those losses because last year i lost my father i didn't even think it was gonna hurt as much as it did wow but so sorry. yeah it's my father at the end of the day so like when one of the one kids lost their mother i kind of told them about what happened to me and i think that made them feel a little better but it hurt me immensely because he's such a young child going through that. Yeah. Not knowing how to handle his emotions because the emotions that I had when my father died, like, I didn't, I had, I'm older, so, I, you know, I dealt with it accordingly. Right. But I can just only imagine at six, seven, like, it's something that's, it's, that's a band-aid that's going to go on, off and on for, for a minute. So we got to be there for him. And we just for you, you mm -hmm. just for you to be the age you are, mm -hmm. to have the compassion and the mm -hmm. understanding mm -hmm. that you have mm -hmm. when it comes to that, mm -hmm. you don't find that a lot. For you sure. you are an exceptional, different young man. I appreciate you. So when you walk mm -hmm. down the street, you can hold your head up <laughs> with pride and say, pride and say, you know what? I'm different in a good way. God has sure. really, really changed me and made me sure. to be this really caring person. For sure. Because in this day and age, to mm -hmm. have young people to show that they care mm -hmm. and then try to reach out to someone else mm -hmm. to try to help them like you're doing, mm -hmm. that's something. Changing lives in a positive way. I appreciate yes. In a that. very positive way. And you're going to to help more young men get down the same path you have and 
do something good with their life. For sure. And who knows, one of them may take your spot mentoring so. and, and doing whatever they do. If uh, all in all, like um, when they get older, I just want them to remember like whole form and the men there that help them because it's going to be a, a point in time where it's going to be a boy it might be in the neighborhood yes. so at the store anywhere randomly yep. that's going to need somebody yeah i want them to know that that they got to step in right then and there and do the same thing like not it doesn't matter where you're at in your life because i'm not in a perfect spot in my life either i'm just transitioning to the next next stage just other in, endeavors i want to accomplish in my life but i'm glad i'm here at whole form right now because god is telling me you need to be here and remember you know how, how it happened for you so I'm, I'm just so glad i'm here so i want them to remember that as well when they get along my age 24 help them young men under you because they're the future yeah. They're the future. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and that's mm -hmm. what we need to remember that mm -hmm. chil our children, mm -hmm. they are the future. They are. And because they are the future, we mm -hmm. need to spend time with them. We mm -hmm. need to hear, let them, let them be heard. Mm -hmm. We need to love them and try to understand. And mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of uh, the problems are coming in is mm -hmm. that the little tiny screen that people talk about, mm -hmm. the kids spend so much time in front of the mm -hmm. sc that screen. And I think that uh, we as parents and grandparents, mm -hmm. I even charge myself right now as a grandparent, I need to listen to what my grandkids are saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, let them get out whatever is bothering them. Yeah. And let them talk it out like what you talked about. Exactly. So that is amazing. So mm -hmm. at Oak Form, Oak Form, at Form Hope, I, be, I knew I was going to do it. Hope I, Farm. I, yeah. yeah. I knew I was going to do that. It's all good. But at Hope Farm, mm -hmm. it's all good. what did a day look like to you when you uh, when you first started and they were working with you mm -hmm. and you had got past that, that point where you didn't want anybody to talk to you? Did you get excited about going today? Oh, yeah, I go. I because I used to get excited mm -hmm. about going to school. Mm -hmm. I was one of those kids I did that I didn't hardly miss any days at school. Did you did you get to the point where oh yeah, I go to I go to uh, Hope Forum today? I don't think I think at the time I was just I was just going. Just going. I was just I was happy to be there. I was happy, you know, just to hear what they were going to say each and every day. Just the fact that they were just smiling, happy to see me each and every day. That's what made me happy. Say that again. <laughs> Say that that's so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact is, that they were smiling yeah. and happy to, to see, see you. Mm -hmm. Because we don't realize it, but children actually pick up mm -hmm. on how you receive them. Yeah. They want to be wanted. They mm -hmm. want to be noticed. Because exactly. have you noticed exactly. a lot of times you may have mm -hmm. this exception sometime, but a lot of times you can kind of tell from the child mm -hmm how the parents are going to be mm -hmm. because if the child is moody mm -hmm. or they are disgruntled a lot mm -hmm. and then am i right or wrong you're right <laughs> you're like three for three <laughs> <laughs> and so we need to, if we want our kids to act a certain way mm -hmm. and not be moody and not be sad and not and all these different things yeah. that's what we need to project to them most definitely and so I can just imagine 
how your young men are mm-hmm. uh, just looking at you and, and you're their, their teacher or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can just see all the goodness and, and all the positive things that you are, you are putting in them. One thing that I always, I tell them this all the time. I don't even know if they'll ever remember me saying this to, to them all the time. Don't, I, I say, I always tell them, don't run away from your greatness. That's something I, I tell them like every single that day. That is so incredible to say that. <laughs> Isn't that? That is yeah. so incredible to tell a kid that. And believe mm-hmm. me, they will remember that. I hope so because I wish somebody like would tell me that constantly when I was younger because I always would just like just dim my light everywhere I go I just dim my light everywhere because I didn't feel like I was just like you said I didn't feel like I was good enough exact same way Mm -hmm. so I completely identify with you so every time I would just hear any of them feeling like they're scared about doing something or I'll tell them to go pray on the mic or something they'll be like I don't want to I don't want to I'll be like you have to bro just do it you have something to say and we're all here to listen to you that's all we're doing is listening to you there's going to be stages in your life where you're going to have to talk to multiple people at the same time, and they need to see how great you are. So get used to it right now. That's what I tell them. That's that what is, I tell them. That's awesome. <laughs> and so you just said something. You said that you, when it's time for them to pray. Mm-hmm. So there's, time, there's times mm-hmm. during the day yeah. that uh, the kids get to pray. Yes, ma'am, during, uh, before, before we eat. Okay. Yeah. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now... I think Mario may have mentioned something about this, mm-hmm. but when you went home, did you have a spiritual home? Uh, was your mom? Most definitely. Most okay. definitely. Always had me in church. I was in the choir, I usher. My grandma had me up there. <laughs> all, yeah, my whole family was just <laughs> in the <laughs> church. Oh, yeah. She had me in that choir singing, singing my my lungs out. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Now, how frequently did you go to Hope Farms? Was mm-hmm. it a, a daily thing? Mm-hmm. Like, how did that program work? For sure. It was a uh, week. It was every day during the week during the school year, and then we have a one month summer camp, like in uh, June for June. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so they put a lot into you. Definitely. Did they ever come to your home? Definitely. As well, and, and you said they also came to your school whenever you were doing things you shouldn't be And doing took that. you places so, that... So they were always there. You never... Definitely. Yeah. Uh, he talked about that, too, about different trips mm-hmm. and things. That Most is definitely. awesome. That is awesome. And so, you know, if we can just continue to do things like this with kids, you have shown how important it is for a child to be heard, mm-hmm. To be seen, you hear kids say, "You know, mm-hmm. if I could just be, I don't feel like that I'm seen." Mm-hmm. They'll say they they don't feel like they, they they're will. being heard. They don't feel like they they're being seen. Mm-hmm. And so, if we can just continue to make sure that we hear our children, you are a a testament, you're a proof of what uh, a a good solid foundation will do. You're proof about if. There's a male in your life. Mm-hmm. If you're a male and another male is in your life, what I heard you say is that with your mom, you was like, ah, but with them, look, you going to hear this. No, for sure. Uh, they were very firm, mm-hmm. and that firmness is, mm-hmm. is what you needed as a young man. And so uh, what I would say to some of the single parent mothers out there, I know, I was single at one time with my boys. We do the best that we can. A lot of times it is enough. Mm-hmm. But 
if it's not enough, then we have places like, and they haven't paid me to say Hope Farm this many times. <laughs> but we, <laughs> yeah. we have places like Hope Farm yeah. that we can reach out to mm -hmm. and get help for our young men. And I'm sure there are some other programs out there. And we're going to look and see if there are some programs for some uh, young yeah. ladies yeah. that could get the same help mm -hmm. because uh, I can see that you're different from a lot and you're different in a good way. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I can just see you doing just great things. <laughs> I don't know what you aspire to do. I don't sure. know what you aspire to be. Mm -hmm. But uh, we feel privileged to have had you on the show today. Sure. I want you to look in the camera. Okay. And I want you <laughs> to talk to uh, a young boy that okay. may be going through what you were going through, the anger mm -hmm. and all the different uh, things that you were feeling when you just felt like you say you were in a bubble. Mm -hmm. Talk to them and give them some hope. For sure. First and foremost, it gets better. Your story is meant to be a testimony. I feel like God, he, he doesn't give you anything that you can't bear. So through all the trials and tribulations you may face, just know it's something at the end. You just got to see the light at the end of that tunnel. And that's what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. And let's give out the phone number for Hope Farms while we have a chance because we are running out of time. The, the number is 817-926-9116. Call them and I'm sure that they will help you with whatever you need. If they're, if they're not the yes. ones that can help you, they'll know someone else that can. So this show is all about saving lives. And we feel privileged today to have had Darian Headley on our show to open up his heart, to share with the listening audience uh, how he was changed by actually changing his foundation, changing his environment. Because when he started to go to Hope Farm, his environment changed the people that he was around. And I shout out to his mom for hearing and seeing her son and reaching out to try to get help and a shout out to Hope Forum for what you're doing for young men because we can't do it all ourselves but we can definitely uh, change lives mm -hmm. one life at a, at a time yes, and they have definitely changed yours and what's so aspiring and what's so wonderful about this is that Hope Forum changed your life mm -hmm. and now you are an employee there and you're working at Hope Farm and what they did for you mm -hmm. you are now doing it for other young men yes ma'am and what I see mm -hmm. young man I see that you're not doing it because you're getting paid mm -hmm. what I see mm -hmm. is that you're doing it because you care yes ma'am out of love and the same thing that mm -hmm. I feel because mm -hmm. I'm not a child yes ma'am I'm not the one that comes to you that wants to be seen. I'm not the one that comes to you that want to be heard. Mm -hmm. 
I can just imagine the love. I know the young men that you are mentoring right now. Yes, I know that they can feel the love that's coming from you because I feel it in you talking about it. Yes, and so you, what I would say to you is that you just keep on doing what you're doing. Yes, ma'am. And you're going to find yourself in a place that you never thought you were going to be. <laughs> For sure. And it's going to be bigger and better than you thought it would ever be. Yes, ma'am. And continue to do what they taught you at Hope Forum as it relates to God. Continue to put God first. Yes, ma'am. And if you put him first, he will continue to take you to higher heights. Yes, ma'am. So we have enjoyed you. We hope you come back again. Definitely, definitely. And Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, Ms. Jean, do you have anything else you want to say? Oh, well, I think we should probably give them the phone numbers again, the suicide prevention line. Okay. 800-273-8255. If you're, if you're under a massive amount of stress, if you're just in a bad place right now and you're thinking about taking your own life, please don't do it. Please call this number. 800-273-8255. And again, the number for Hope Farms, 817-926-9116. And I, I also feel like I need to say that this program will take contributions because they are helping young men build their lives in, in a good direction. Help them. So when you say program taking contributions, you're referring to Hope Form, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, uh, there are scholarships. Yes, ma'am. You want to talk about that real quick? For sure. Um, yes, we do have some scholarships available. Um, I personally, I had like one or two, but uh, it's through some of the donors and sponsors that we have there. They'll give it to some of the boys, and they can uh, apply for them. So it does help when we do get the contributions. We do give them to the kids to further their education. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from what I understand, you can actually get a scholarship and sponsor a young man to be able to mm -hmm. go to Hope Forum. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you can see, that they, they are really doing a good job from mm -hmm. looking at the young man that is on the show today. He has that. actually brought light in here. When he walked in here, he had <laughs> this big smile on his face and everything has just been positive. And I love being around positive people. <laughs> I mean, Same. it changes it changes Same. the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. The energy. You yeah, you yeah. can tell when somebody comes in that's negative, and then mm -hmm. you have to fight to stay positive. Yeah. So uh, this show is all about saving lives, and we pray that we have said something today, and that Mr. Uh, Darian Hadley has said something today to help some young man, we've said something today to help some parent with their child. Uh, one of the things that I do want to stress before we go off is that parents, you are the first example that your child sees. So whatever you are doing, it is going to influence your child. Am I right? You're right. You're right. So with that said, we will see you all next week. And we will well not next week. We'll see you Following all week. we will see you all in two weeks. 
And we want to thank Mr. Darian for being on the show today. I appreciate y'all having me. And we <laughs> are giving you an invitation to come back. For sure. Whenever you get ready to come back. Okay. Possibly hold you to bring it. one of your the young men that you're working with right <laughs> Most now definitely. That, that would be interested in doing something like that. Now you know, sure. you and I were thinking about the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. About the same time. Okay. So and a shout out <laughs> to Mr. Victor. Yes. Because yes. Victor has been the one that has made all of this happen. Yes. And so I just want to give him a shout out, Darian. Before we go off the air, we have about. 20 some seconds is For there sure. anything else you want to say um i'm just thankful to be here again and hopefully anything that i said it helped or you know touch somebody okay yeah. and you said to your boys what you want to say yes ma'am yes ma'am all right <laughs> all right well we're about to go off the air we will see you all next time for sure